is the University of Michigan. Touchdown, Michigan! Welcome back to Blue by 90. I am Justin, joined by Jack and Kalen. As always, it is a victory Sunday after Michigan beats Wisconsin. Uh, I Maybe a blowout? Would you call that a blowout? I think that they won pretty handily. I don't know if I'd call it a blowout. One by three touchdowns. I'll take it. Three That's scores? About, I consider that a blowout. Three scores. I am full on drinking the juice i i can't get enough michigan content right now just like everything that happened yesterday i've rewatched every video everything like 10 times it was just an awesome day all around as a michigan fan well it's hard not to too i mean everybody we just talked about this before we started recording like all the sports social media accounts are buying in tnd takeover if whoever's listening if you don't follow tnd takeover his post every week about michigan winning is like uh, they're having fun. They're playing well. They're playing solid defense. They're learning to throw the ball. It's Michigan's year to beat Ohio <laughs> State. Go Wolverines. Like, every week, it's just getting me hype, more hype and more hype. So, I don't know, man. I think they're the real deal. I mean, they're, they, I mean, def- Wisconsin's defense is supposed to be good, and Michigan put 38 on them. They threw the ball on them. Cade looked solid. JJ looked solid as well. I don't know, man. It's hard not to drink that Kool-Aid, especially when you jump around in Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, my God. I loved it. Yeah, to steal yeah. Jack's uh, to steal Jack's saying, right? Positive vibes only. I mean, that's right, baby. There are so many great plays on offense, defense, the atmosphere, the chemistry of the team. So many great things came from that game, and you know, it's just a great, great Sunday to bask in this victory. It was. I mean, I I was just loving every minute of it, man. It was just like it was one of those things that. I thought we talked about this. Like, I don't, we almost wanted a gritty win over a blowout to show that this team can take some punches. And I thought we, it ended up being a three score game, but it was, they took their punches in the first half, you know. But I loved how this team responded. Um, I don't think this Wisconsin team is a great team. Uh, I think their defense is really good, but I think that offense is probably, I don't know, it might be the worst in the Big Ten. It is bad, especially with Merck's, you know, with the, the, the backup QB in. But I still think, you know, going on the road to Wisconsin where you haven't won since 2001, uh, I mean, with – and this is essentially the first road game with fans for Cade, for a lot of these guys. Uh, and so I just loved uh, loved what was going on there from Michigan. I mean, it was just like, the, I mean, here we go again. But the energy was just unreal on that sideline, in the <laughs> locker room after the game. It's just like, I don't know, this team just looks like they are having so much fun. Uh, it, it's been fun to watch, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't know if we've mentioned it before, but the energy was insane. That, that was just incredible <laughs> to see to see the whole Michigan sideline jumping around, even like making their way onto the field while it came on. Michigan fans in the crowd jumping around, like just own that shit, man. They're like, we're up. They're gonna play this song. Steal their juice. It. Have a good that time. Steal great. their juice. Steal oh, their good. juice and have that girl flipping the camera off. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, what a what an entertaining Saturday afternoon that was. 
It was. It was. But, for but sure. like you said, like we were kind of looking, we we're kind of hoping for like a grittier game to see if they can like overcome uh, adversity. And, and at the end of the first half, Wisconsin had all the momentum after that first drive and they were receiving the ball in the second half. And then Michigan came out and got the job done. I mean, it was, it was a great game for Michigan fans to see after we've seen so many times that like, and, and technically Harbaugh won as an underdog. I don't That's know how Wisconsin was favored, but. We were an underdog, and uh, Michigan won that game. That's the first time, so you got that monkey off your back, which is Mm – I think it's a big deal to get that monkey off your back if you're Jim. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I'm happy for him. I mean, the honestly, the the offense was sputtering in that first quarter. They were not able to move the ball much at all. And I felt like in past years when that offense did that and, you know, got off to a slow start – Michigan was never able to get over that. They'd kind of take that into the second quarter and then into the second half. And it was just like, mm-hmm. by the time that offense got going, the game was usually out of hand already. Um, but I love the, uh, I love the, the, the way that they took that punch and, and weren't and figured it out and went forward and were able to, to get that offense moving. I mean, how about Josh Gattis? I'll give so much props to Josh Gattis for, running a trick play to spark the offense. I mean, he knew that things weren't going well. We've never, ever run a trick play that early in a game where you needed it. And I, I thought the guts of Josh Gaddis and Jim Harbaugh to do that, to go for fourth, you know, go for it on fourth and down multiple times. I just love the aggressiveness and the, and the ability to do what they thought that they needed to do to win a game instead of just like kind of holding back, you know? Dude, they were four or five on fourth down. That's crazy. How crazy. They were four or five on fourth down. And to talk about that flea flicker too, Cornelius, like everything about that was so perfect. It like was. You, ne- you would never expect Michigan to do that. You're like, oh, they're going to run up the middle again. Cornelius Johnson looks in like it's about to be like, you know, a crossing route over the middle. And then he sees there's this open land, just takes off for the corner of the end zone. And Cade drops a dime. It was, it was the most beautiful play of the afternoon, maybe second to McCarthy's pass to Baldwin. But, I mean, just beautifully scripted, beautifully ran, perfectly timed to gain some momentum. It was beautifully messy. Props to Josh Gaddis. I, I was happy with uh, – I think I was happy with the play calling majority of that game. I think just any run up the middle, if it's not, like, gained for five yards, like, I'm just, like, automatically going to be, like, what are you doing? But yeah, but you still have to. being a fan. That's just me right, being a fan, right. right? No, I think that's that's definitely okay. And I think the thing is, like, you still have to run up the gut a little bit, yeah, right? Still. You can't just go away from it completely. And so I think people were frustrated with it, like you said, because sometimes we wouldn't get our normal six yards of carry on that type of a, of a play as we have in the past, you know, four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought he opened it up, especially as the game went on. Um, and was pretty pumped with with his play calling. That's the first time I've I've come away from you know a quote unquote big game. I'd say where I was like, dang, Josh Gaddis, I thought you know really helped this this team win by his uh, game plan and play calling. Yeah, dude, I hundred percent agree. And I know for me, like you guys see it all the time. I'll Snapchat you like. There's no like big games that I feel like Michigan has been a part of where they've. A lot, a lot of the big games that, like, I'll rewatch, you're always seeing on TV or the ones where they lose. Like, 2016 Ohio State, fucking 20-whatever, 2017 Michigan State, or 2015 Michigan yeah. State. Like, you see all these games they are losing in the end. We're like, this Penn is a big State, game. Penn State, Saquon. 2018, yeah. 2019 or whatever. 
I yep. mean, there's uh, so many games. Like Madison, this will be like a couple too. Yeah, this will be a huge game where you see it like replayed, and Michigan fans are watching over and over again. So well, I'm, I, I love it. I think like I, I think I said this to you, Jack, at the beginning. I was like, you know, this is a big game, and we're all saying it now. But now that they won, yep. the narrative is going to be, it was a one and two team. Uh, you know, they they weren't that great. I mean, yeah, they had a good defense, but I'm sure the narrative as the season goes on will slowly become like, eh, it's a game they should have won. Yeah, oh, I, I think, think a lot of people. Is. Yeah, but also I think that the one thing that helps is that they were a betting underdog. That is the one thing that we can yeah. kind of hold on oh, to yeah. to be like, hey, at least Jim can get that monkey off his back. Nobody can say he's won. He hasn't won as an underdog yet. But I kind of yeah. like the fact that like people are going to make that the narrative right. because that keeps that underdog mentality for this team. And honestly, I think they need to like retain that until they go to like Michigan State, Ohio State, totally play, play in some of those games and really make a statement. I mean, dude, from what we've talked about with you know some of those guys like uh, Dan, Joel, and, and and Andrew, I mean, I think this team is going to hold on to that for the entire season. I think Ohio State being at the end of the year helps that a lot too. Mm-hmm. But uh, but you know what I yeah. love too? What I love too about this team, it it feels like. They're focusing on Ohio State at the same time as they're focusing on the team from this that they're playing this week as well. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. not looking ahead, you know, but they're making sure that that is in the back of their mind, you know, and I love that. And I do love the underdog mentality, too. Um, I think that this team is is uh, they just like got they are gritty. We haven't had a Michigan football team that's like gritty. I don't know. That it seems like the basketball team has had grit and can and can grind out wins. We haven't had that that uh, football team um, that that's super gritty. And I love the attitude of this team. Um, I mean, let's talk about the offense still a little bit here. Kalen, you you said it last week. You were, you were looking for a spark. Props to you. Yeah, that that was a heck of a take. So so take or go. You know, go with it here. Yeah, well, I'm glad to see that uh, Josh Gaddis listens to the pod. So, uh, <laughs> Josh, yeah, let us know what you want against Nebraska. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I just thought that, you know, I was glad to see they put J.J. in. And like I said last week, I I think we obviously saw that he was more athletic uh, than Cade. Mm-hmm. And so I was glad to see them put him in. I wanted to see J.J., you know, sling it a little bit more even though he did throw a touchdown, but you know, I, now I'm, we're in this weird position where I'm like, okay, now who do I want in like full time? <laughs> I know. I, it's tough. I, but I think I like what they're doing though. Cause it, I think, I mean, Jim said it, he said, we're going to try and get him in there as much as we can. And I think they're realizing his talent is unreal, you know? And so I think that it's just really good for them to get him in in real time situations, not just garbage time at home. Like, I, I and even if it's just handing the ball off, you know, or, or running. If it, I agree with you, Kalen. I think if he would have just thrown the ball on a slant or something one time, you know, before that that kind of fourth quarter, uh, before that fourth quarter touchdown, that that would have helped his confidence and like, I would have been like, okay. Maybe he is like, you know, going to move into this spot. But I don't know. I think that Michigan has a good problem right now at the quarterback position. Um, I, people, I still think Kate is really good. 
I, I mm-hmm. don't, I, I'm not going to buy into any slander on Cade. I thought that there were a couple throws that at early he, his confident confidence was low and he wasn't stepping into the throw. He was second guessing some things. Um, but then I thought as the game went on, he, he made some really good throws. I mean, you said it, the throw to Cornelius Johnson was unreal. Um, he had multiple others that were, were great balls. Um, I think Cade does a great job with the, with the, just leading this football team too. You know, there's more to the quarterback position than just having a good arm. Um, and I think Cade does a, a very good job with that offense too. And props to him too. I mean, supporting JJ when he goes out there and understanding what's best for the team. I mean, that's, that's awesome. And like you said, I mean, he threw two dimes to Cornelius Johnson. One yeah. is a jump ball and then obviously the flea flicker. So it's uh, and, and props to wide receivers too. I know Cornelius started off a little, a little slow with a couple drops in the first quarter, but um, Roman Wilson had a big game. I think he was the Stug. leading receiver. He came back on a couple balls, that jump ball where uh kid got hit as he threw. Um, I mean, that was just an unreal play that led to a touchdown. This whole team's coming together, man. It's cool to see the receivers kind of rally around without Ronnie Bell in there and, and they're, and they're thriving. Now I think we're back at a, a, uh, what feels like a regular point in the Michigan football program. Now we have two quarterbacks, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It seems like the last, you know, decade almost we've been like, all right, who should be our starter? Yeah. You can't even, we don't even have like one that's good enough, right? Now we have, it feels like two that can get the job done for sure. Um, I, and we don't want to forget Dan Valari, (laughs) Dan Valari coming in, <laughs> play fake to nobody and then <laughs> goes and puts a couple dudes on skates. I was dying laughing when he turned around and there was no backfield <laughs> or no back in the backfield <laughs> and then and just took it himself. And he, he did, I don't know if he really knew what he was doing. We're going to try and get him on the pod this week and we got to ask him what, what was going through. We got to ask him about play. that play for sure. <laughs> hey, shout out to any times. You got to help the defense any way you can. Otherwise it's just unfair. I mean, if he didn't waste the time to to fake that handoff, he might have been touched up for sure. Didn't want to embarrass Wisconsin too much. Right. Don't sleep on it. Once he got north and south, he was, you know, he was getting Uh, yards there. So shake and bake, baby. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was that was hilarious. Um, Danny Dimes, the the goat. Um, I mean, this this offense, I thought is not this. It's not going to be the shining star of this game, even though they did put up the 38 points. Um, but I thought that they kind of grinded it out. It was like a grinded out 38 points. They, they, but, you know, they grinded it out, but also put up big plays. That's mm-hmm. what I loved about Josh Gaddis's play calling as well, where it wasn't like a Washington, you know, where you're just going to run the ball forever and slowly get your points. They slowly move the ball, but then, at, you know, at one point would then take their shot deep, which I loved it. Um, so that was awesome. And then moving on to the defensive side of the ball is, I mean, Mike McDonald, uh, that's going to be, it could be, it could go down as a, as just an unbelievable hire for Jim Harbaugh. Oh my God, dude. His play calling was incredible. Um, I thought they, they called pressures on the quarterback at perfect timings. You know, they, the, when, when they did blitz, the guy got, seemed, seemed to get to the quarterback every single time. I mean, it was just to go off his play calling. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, but if we're going to talk about defense, 
Dax Hill, props to you, dude. Rough ending to the first half, but came back and like, I feel like there's a whole drive that he made every single play where it was a three and out. Yep. I mean, he, he rocked Graham Mertz. He had a couple nice pass breakups. He had a pick. I mean, Graham Mertz is dead. Graham Mertz could be dead. His soul left his body. His soul left his body. <laughs> and, and it was like a perfect form hit too with his shoulder and all that. It was, I mean, it was really, Dex was shot out of a cannon on that one. That was it. Yeah, yeah, dude. Now the defense, I thought played exceptionally well. I mean, they they kind of got back into a corner at the end of the half, right? And like they, um, Wisconsin offense, like just gained some momentum and made some good plays. Um, but they came out the locker room and they were not playing around, right? Like, I, Wisconsin, how many points did they score in the second half? Uh, they had a uh, touchdown. Yeah, that's. They had one touchdown late in the fourth quarter, I think it was, right? Uh, Maybe not late in the fourth quarter, but it was in the fourth quarter. But, yeah, I mean, that was – I think we tweeted it out that, um, you know, this – especially after, Jack, you talked about it, that punch, the the long pass play, and then they went down and scored and made it a game. I think it was, what, that 13-10 at the half? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, I I don't know, I thought that – I was concerned when that happened that coming out of the locker room, they would come out maybe a little bit like back on their heels and not, you know, not loving it. And then they just came out firing. And I thought that said a lot about what this team was about too, um, that they were not satisfied with what was going on and they put the the pedal to the metal and and just poured it on in the third and fourth quarters. We've talked about this. Right where that's what good teams do. They can grind it out in the first half and then they pour it on at, in the third and fourth quarters. That's what Ohio State does. That's what an, an Alabama does. And I, I mean, it was I, I was really impressed with what happened there. Um, and it, and it, I thought this defense has done it all year, but this offense goes by the defense. The defense creates, you know, the the energy it creates three and outs it, it forced turnovers um it gave the offense the tools what what uh they needed in order to win this game and, and score and so i thought that was this defense i you can't talk enough about really dude they're crushing it. and david ojabo is he was a highlight obviously dax hill but david ojabo had two and a half sacks he was the leading tackler two and a half sacks i mean he's that was that was cool to see him step up and have a uh have a big game yeah, this was one of those games where I think a lot of guys that maybe have been sliding under the radar, you know, played well here and there. But like this game, I was like, oh, man, dude, David Ojabo just got a sack. Mike Morris just got a sack. Yep. You know? uh, linebackers just played really well. Like everything was firing on all cylinders. They had six sacks on the day. Oh, yeah. my God. Holy shit. That is incredible. Uh, I, I mean, David Ajabo, I Aiden didn't even get one on the stat sheet, but mm-hmm. he caused about five of those, I think, just because he was in the backfield and there and then somebody else got there. Um, you can't talk mo- enough about Aiden either. It's just there, there was the one play where they had two offensive linemen held him, got called for holding, and he still <laughs> made the play in the backfield. That was, yeah. I mean, he's just, he truly is a beast. And I love what uh, T. 
to your point, Kalen, I love what this uh, this team is doing, uh, and Mike McDonald's doing with our our linebackers, our D line, um, and I thought that the uh, the secondary held their own too. DJ Turner got beat on the one play, and that was definitely pass interference. Dude, I can't believe they didn't call it. How did they not call that? Um, but okay, that was so, like. Go so ahead. just imagine that you hopped in a time machine. You went back to 2020, and you yep. told yourself Michigan will play Wisconsin next year, and Wisconsin will have zero rushing touchdowns and 43 <sighs> rushing yards. That's crazy. That's you crazy. would you would think you're on an acid trip. You'd be like, what is going on? <laughs> wow. That's that is nuts. And I mean, they only had 167 passing yards, only just over 200 total yards. That's crazy. Uh, awesome. I mean, I love you, Mike McDonald. Can we like <laughs> give him a lifetime contract and a raise, please? Now. Well, and I, oh, 100%. And um, although I did say this about Don Brown at one point, too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, true. So let's, let's, uh, slow our roll, I guess, this. for a second. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, but I thought, what I thought they did, this defense did really well of and kept Michigan in the game in that first quarter, even when the offense wasn't moving the ball, is they just kept Wisconsin off the field. There was one point where they showed that graphic where Michigan had like, 20 some plays and, and Wisconsin had like six um, that they were running. And so I, that was, that's a, that was a huge part of this game. Uh, and I was really just really impressed with what was going on. I mean, Michigan ended up with 74 total plays uh, and Wisconsin only had 55. Uh, so, and, and they were three of 14 on third down. So that bend, but don't break. They bent on, on first and second, but when it came down to it on third down, they put the clamps down, um, which is what I loved. Uh, and so, yeah, Mike McDonald, you're you're in good graces in our book so far, that's for sure. Oh, back in back in terms of the offense, too. Yeah. Uh, shouts out to offensive line. Zero mm-hmm. sacks allowed. Wow. Against I gotta, that I gotta, defense? I got to say, too, we uh, our boy Joel, he didn't have any uh, – receptions but there were plenty of times when he was he was throwing down some uh some blocks to seal a good run and i <laughs> i loved it oh, just yeah. running into these fucking guys he's like For a human sure. wrecking ball <laughs> he's i mean i will say i mean his jim's call to put him to tight end i think ends is ending up as a great call because awesome he he can come in on these different packages where they have like two or three tight ends and he's essentially the second tackle you know Mm -hmm. and so but then also he's wearing 84 and can go out and catch a pass if he needs to so the defense has to has to you know account take that into account so Mm -hmm. that was pretty sweet to uh to to have him in there making plays um there were a couple other tight ends that actually missed some blocks down on the goal line and stuff schoonmaker Um, yeah schoonmaker i thought had a had a rough uh blocking game that was like the only bad thing about this this game but um Mm -hmm. still all in all it was it was awesome you talked about it jump around might have been the coolest thing i've ever seen there they were going ballistic and all over the field and just doing that in their house is that had to be so demoralizing (laughs) dude that'll that'll be a clip that'll be used for years to come yep for sure for sure and then 
the, they were going nuts in the locker room after the game too. Uh, the it. the video of uh, Aiden leading "It's Great to Be a Michigan Wolverine" that we posted uh, from from Aaron Bills. That yeah. I mean, they are just going nuts. And the best part about it is, for sure, Wisconsin can hear them. Right? Like, oh there's God, no I hope doubt. so. There's no doubt that the other team can hear them. Uh, and the other the other video that I loved. Uh, Clayton put it out, um, but it was on the Umish football uh, Instagram is Jim greeting everybody and hugging everybody as they're walking into the locker room after the game. Love and it. I, I mean, the, we were kind of joking about the Ted Lasso thing, but I really do think <laughs> he's like having fun. He is truly like having fun with football again and just loving every minute of it. And it shows. Yeah, you can see it. I mean, he's smiling. He's like jumping around. It seems like he's got his energy back. And he's uh energy. It's fine, man. Energy. Have we said that yet? <laughs> we need the university to get Jason Sudeikis as Ted Lasso in the locker to a room, game doing his thing to hype the team up. Cause I'm sure they oh know God. too. Absolutely. Absolutely. That would be <laughs> that would be amazing if he's like an honorary captain at some point. Oh my God. That well, would be I, I great. saw Penn State had uh Keegan Michael Key dressed up yeah. as James Franklin. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, we're we'll we'll try and make that happen. We'll push for that. All right. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think you know this this team. That's just something I don't care how if Wisconsin see here's the thing about Wisconsin too. Yes, they were one and two. Yes, this offense isn't great, but they were one and two with losses to Penn State and uh and Notre Dame. Why am I blanking? And Notre Dame. Notre Dame. And I don't I Notre Dame lost to Cincinnati at home yesterday. I think Cincinnati's really good. Uh, people are dogging on Notre Dame, which I don't mind. I'm you know, obviously yeah. I'm not a Notre Dame guy, but um i i think notre dame's decent i i mean those are i feel bad for wisconsin fans right now and that team they're one and three with three losses to top 15 teams <laughs> that's that is crazy so i don't know i thought that this this win no matter what this wisconsin team ends up as um which i still think they could end up being as like an eight four team or something like that mm-hmm. um I, I just think for Michigan to be able to go in and into into Madison on the road as an underdog in a you know a, a big environment like we just haven't seen Michigan do that before, right? And so what this between aside from what team it was against, I think it was just the the fact that they were able to go out there and be gritty and face versatility and not versatility, uh, adversity, <laughs> face adversity and, uh, <laughs> and really go for it. Um, and, and win a, and win a football game. That, that was, that was what it was. So I was pretty pumped about everything I saw yesterday, man. This, this is such a positive vibes episode. And positive I'm so vibes. happy about it. <laughs> I'm so happy. I am like shotgunning a giant thing of blue Kool-Aid right now. Just all in. <laughs> All in, which is ultimately going to be my demise. I'm ready to get hurt again for sure. Yes. Um, but we're going to stay positive for right now. So that's for sure. Um, all right. I mean, you want to talk about what happened around the, the rest of the Big Ten, though, too? Uh, so Ohio State versus Rutgers. Obviously, we 
We're like, Fucking oh, is Rutgers, is Rutgers decent, you know, after last week, or did Michigan just shit the bed? Well, it turns out Michigan may have just shit the bed because Ohio State just absolutely put the beating on them. It was like 52-7 to seven or something like that. 52-13. Um, yeah, scored 45 in the first half, though. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, so, apparently, C.J. Stroud is okay. Yep. <laughs> and still the starter. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then Michigan State beat Western Kentucky 48-31. Um, Michigan State – put up a lot of points in the first half, uh, but they let, they let some, some points up in the second half, but that Western Kentucky offense is no joke. Yeah. Um, so I think Michigan state is pretty, pretty excited to be five and L for sure. That, that mm-hmm. looks like a game that like, you just never know when an offense puts up 400 yards passing, like you, they can do, they can beat you at any time, you know? And so if your offense just like, isn't working. Um, yeah. So I think Sparty's, Sparty's pretty pumped to be 5-0, and obviously, with all things considered in Mel Tucker and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else do we have around the, around the uh, Big Ten? Penn oh, State beat, beat Indiana. Iowa killed Maryland. That was Friday night, right? Iowa yeah. murdered Maryland, and they were only like a four-point favorite. So, yeah. Iowa, maybe – I've been saying I don't know if they're the fifth-ranked team in the country. They might be. I mean, yeah. they, they might be that legit. Um, and what did you say? Penn State beat. Uh, they blanked Indiana. I think they won twenty four nothing. Yeah, twenty four nothing. Wow. So that what that means is Michigan's got some uh, some good teams still on the schedule. Um, but I think that. I mean, oh, the other part is Nebraska that we didn't talk about. So Nebraska oh, yeah. went out uh, and won pretty handily as well. Um, so Nebraska has played really well the last three weeks, uh, even though they haven't even won all those football games, but all of a sudden this game this weekend at Nebraska is not a, a, a sleeper. It is for sure going to be a tough game for Michigan night game too, man. I don't know. Yeah. It makes, makes me nervous. That's and for the, sure. Nebraska stadium was full too. So, like, oh yeah, they're going to be, their rowdy. fans are going to be loud. Yeah. I mean, Michigan might sure. even be top 10. They might be the number 10 team in the country going in that game. That's what I was thinking because I think there were four teams, at least four, no, five teams ahead of Michigan in the rankings that lost yesterday. Um, at least four. I know that. Yeah, I don't know. It was either four or five. So, they, they could jump up that. Um, I mean, Georgia absolutely rolled Arkansas. That wasn't Jesus even a Christ. close. No. It looked like two different – that was like a varsity versus JV game, and it was a top-10 matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, it just looks to me like when you're looking around the country that Alabama and Georgia are head and shoulders above anybody else in the country. Everybody else, yeah. So. <clears throat> Fuck, I'm yeah. like trying to find – I'm trying to find who else lost. But, yeah, I mean – Four or five teams. I mean, that, even if it's just four, I mean, that puts Michigan 10 in the country, right? So uh, I'd assume it's a top 10 game. I mean, Michigan being a top 10 team. And then uh, what's Nebraska's record? Do you think they might be ranked after uh, mm, after winning that game? Not. I mean, they're 25, three maybe. Three. Oh, yeah. They're they three and three, yeah. Damn, they played a they lot lost of games the, already. They lost to Illinois, dude. Yeah. They should, have, they should not have lost that game. Um, I'd say if they would have been four and two, that would have been a top 25 matchup. That's for sure. 
they really do need to uh, realign the, the conference. I mean, there's oh it's ridiculous. God. Four teams in the East are two and zero in their conference, and yeah. one is two and zero in the West. Yeah. How about uh, Stanford beating Oregon? Oregon finally gets up to to the third rank, uh, number three in the nation. And they, you know they have that win uh, in Columbus over Ohio State, and then they get beat by Stanford. Yeah, in uh, over overtime. I watched a little bit of that game. That last drive, there were just penalties on Oregon that, uh, like, Kayvon Thibodeau got called for targeting. I saw it. He got Stanford ejected. Drive. Right? He got ejected, yeah. And then there was a pass interference, like, on the last play of the game. It was fourth down. It got called. And uh, just kept extending it for Stanford. They just got some some help from the refs um, to win that game. But, yeah, I mean, still, it probably shouldn't have even been that close. Oregon and Stanford. So I don't know. That's uh, brutal for Oregon coming off such a hot start to lose to Stanford when yeah. fucking Clay Helton gets fired from USC after losing that game. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then the other, I mean, Florida lost. Florida was ranked 10th. They lost to Kentucky. Kentucky 5 and 0. Kentucky's five and zero, oh, and that was now Florida's three and two after they almost beat uh, Bama. Alabama. I thought they were sure. like legit. I feel like Florida does this every year where they like they're they're supposed to be this great team and they're like so close, and then they drop a like not a. I mean that's not a, an easy game, but Kentucky right. wasn't ranked. I know they're four and zero, oh, but um, yeah. And then uh, let's see, Baylor lost to Oklahoma State. Yeah, uh, Auburn beat LSU on the on the last drive. I saw that one too. Oh, so next, what um, a crazy fucking play! Crazy play. And Clemson only beat Boston College nineteen thirteen. Clemson sucks this year. And they're bad. They're Dude. bad. Their defense is like fine, but like even like a bunch of their guys on that side of the ball got injured. Like Clemson's gonna have a bad year. Like maybe this might be South Carolina's chance. To beat to like win that game. Let's go, Cox. <laughs> go, Cox, baby. Come on now. Come on. We need we need the Cox to do well. Cox for, by ninety. For, for Cox by nineties mental health, we need them to beat Clemson. Yes. And for his bank account, because he bets on South Carolina. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Big money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, looking back at the box score in Michigan too to wrap this up, Cade threw it 28 times. I love that. You know, we yeah. haven't seen him. I don't think he's touched 20 this year. Um, so for him to that, – that says it all right there about how Josh Gaddis opened it up. Uh, and we – you know, he knew what was going to – what we were going to need to do to win that game. That was not run it as much. Uh, and so uh, Hassan Haskins still had 19 carries. Corum had 15. Um, honestly, I would have loved to see Blake get the ball a little bit more. Um, especially when we're, you know, not trying to run it up the middle. Why not get it to Blake a little bit more and let him get to the outside? Um, but, you know, Cade going 17 for 28, uh, you know, almost 200 yards, two TDs and no interceptions. So, man, this this team just statistically is still doing really well, just efficient and solid and not, you know, Never make it too crazy of a play, even though they had a few of those big ones yesterday. Um, but I, I thought that, that it's just like it's almost the the Bill Belichick Patriots where it's just like do job, right? And they all get their job done pretty well. And what I loved is they won this game passing the ball 
every mm-hmm. other game has been one running the ball and gaining a bunch of yards and a bunch of rushing touchdowns. And they had to do it passing the ball and they did. And they, I mean, it was a blowout. Doing my three touchdowns, that's a blowout. So that was, uh, I think, encouraging for everybody to see. Now the question is, like, a lot of people want J.J. in there, but I think Cade did an incredible job as QB1. Kaelin, I think they're just going to keep doing, like, what you said, yeah. where they're going to bring J.J. in, like, in kind of spark moments. Um, but I, I loved what I saw from that game. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was great to see the the versatility all around, right? And, I mean, I think you're right that we I wanted to see Blake – get some more touches in terms of rushing the ball. But I then thought like, well, he also lined up at receiver sometimes too. Yeah. And so like, I can't be that mad because they're definitely taking advantage of everyone's skill set too. And that's honestly all I ask. Just put the guys out there, let them make plays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the two guys that we haven't mentioned yet that deserve some credit are Brad Robbins and Jake Moody. Brad Robbins Dude, got Robbins. us out of some touch, tough, tough spots. Uh, with some long punts. And, you know, that first quarter, the first half essentially was all about field position. And Michigan was backed up, and he flipped the field position basically by himself a couple times. Well, how many how many punts did he have inside even the five? Yeah. I think he had multiple punts inside the five-yard line. Like, that's crazy. incredible. He, he's yeah. dropping some crazy punts down there. And he he's doing some stuff for uh, – for a good cause. I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but we want to get him on here and kind of talk about what he's doing. Um, Cause he's donating some money to um, I believe it's cancer research yeah. um, with something he's kind of got going. So we'd love to have him good on dude. Kind of talk to him. Good. Great dude. Bald head. I love it. You know, <laughs> I'm obviously a bald head guy. So uh, he and bald I head and beard. That. That's right. He and I can bond over that. Yeah. But yeah also then- dude, Moody, that leg, he, I mean, he is money. That guy is money, money. man. Moody. Money, Moody. Money Moody. Money Moody. Love it. Oh, Love my it. God. Yeah, he, he drilled. I mean, the one – his long was 48 yards, and it was no problem. Easy. Um, and so I, I was really pumped with how – I mean, that, that made a huge difference in the first half that we were able to, to convert those field goals because that our offense was stalling, you know, right around the 30-yard line, you know, it felt like, or in the red zone or close to it. And, and we would, it's just, it changes everything when you have confidence in your kicker like that uh, and you're able to, you know, convert and, and get some points on the board in those situations. Because in the second quarter, we only scored on field goals. And so without Moody there, you know, we're probably down 10-7 at the half, uh, which is a very different ball game than what it was, you know. Does everything for momentum, man. Just even look at that scoreboard. Yeah. Just momentum too, you know, it's, it's, uh, it it gives you, you know, it gives you confidence that you're going to keep it just putting, like you said, putting points on the, on the board, no matter what. Um, I think a a missed field goal can be such a negative impact on the, on your momentum. Um, So yeah, all in all, what, I mean, just a great day. I'm, I'm down here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I had a great time with the U of M, uh, alumni club of charlotte they they held a, a an event a watch party at one of the bars here and so i was uh how was that bar the bar uh was sweet yeah did you end cool. up going to uh sycamore brewing no we didn't we, oh, we were, man. i know i know um but it was a cool bar it was called pins mechanical 
Um, okay. So it was like, it was like um, they had like bowling, like little, like little bowling. They had ski ball and a bunch of other things like games and stuff like that. But it was, uh, it was kind of like a, like a mini Dave and Buster's, but it was sweet. Need to nice. need one to open up my house for sure. Up, up in hey. Michigan. That'd be great. Um, so it was, uh, it was a great day. Great day for Michigan fans. That's for sure. Um, just fun. It, it, this team is fun. This team has been fun to watch this year, and I hope that they can keep it rolling uh, as long as we can. Honestly, here's all I'm hoping. I'm hoping that we get through Nebraska, win in Nebraska, then you get a bye week, and then we're coming back home for a banger of a tailgate. Oh, my God. It's going to be incredible. Sounds perfect. I'm pumped. I, a, I need... a little bit of hoodie weather, you know, too. Yep. Maybe we'll get our, uh, was it, Captain Insider rolling. Get some pumpkin oh, yeah. donuts. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, baby. It's fall now. Now you're talking. I like it. I like it. That's all I ask for. Come back come back, uh, and go into that Northwestern game at, at 6-0, and and then we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have the big house rocking. We'll have the tailgate rocking for sure. So uh, you can follow us at Blue by 90 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Blue by 90 Podcast on YouTube. Uh, this was our Wisconsin recap, and we're going to have a, a few more podcasts this week uh, to talk about this team, maybe have some guests on this week as well, uh, and preview the Nebraska matchup coming up too. Uh, so thank you for listening, and go Blue. Go Blue. Go Blue.